What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gentrify. Oh, thank you all so much for coming out to Gentrify on this fine evening. I can tell this is my microphone because it was four inches higher than your All right, microphone. weird thing to rub in to start the show. <laughs> I oh, am wow. taller thank than Justin guys. is. I know, height And is... fatter, I know, shut the fuck up. Just kidding. The crowd, <laughs> no one said that. It's got right? contentious Just so my quickly. high school gym teacher said that. Yeah, your whole gym, my, your All my school high school teachers, teachers are here. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's what I put in my head before every performance. Right. Gets me in the right head space. That's why I scream, right, Mrs. Corn? So she was Miss Salitti, but then she got married to a guy named Corn. She went with his last name in the late '90s. Don't name yourself Corn with a K; it's gonna come up. Yeah. <laughs> she married the entire band Corn. She married the entire band Corn. Everyone here is. <laughs> no one gets that reference here. I don't. Think. Guys, <laughs> ask here. your dads about Corn. They'll explain to you. It's a band from when you before you guys were born. Uh, We've got like the fucking Olympic high school rowing team in yep. the front row. And as Just you the guys, two tallest, youngest white people I've yeah. ever seen. These are two beautiful. Connecticut is empty right now because yeah. they're here. Uh, guys, as you all know, we come out super hot on the show and scream at you. If, if uh, you accidentally invite me to co host yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, John Gaber's in town from Los Angeles, co hosting, special co hosting. A uh, round of applause for him. Oh, thank you. you Please can, put the lighting on that forces them to clap. You can tell he's from LA because he's wearing nine competing patterns at the same time. <laughs> At Hollister, this is considered complete cl- camouflage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cool. can't, you yeah, you can't blend find me in, in on a Banksy's painting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Banksy's. It's like Macy's, but for Banks. Very cool. Yeah, Banksy is much more uh, loose out in L.A., right? Banksy's cool in L.A., man. We're all obeying. Just kidding, that's Shepard Fairey. I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> Mr. Brainwash. You've lost me, at least, again. Yeah. I don't know, you're talking... You should make them feel comfortable and explain that I'm a, a man in his mid-30s, not a cartoon dog come to life. Yeah. Because a lot of people guess on my wardrobe that I'm Poochie from SNL. Uh, from SNL. From, from The, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, from... two of my favorite TV shows. <laughs> cool. man, All you, the same actors. You really understand comedy. <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, thank you for coming out uh, to this show uh, here tonight. It's the middle of the summer, and it's a miserable day. Yeah. As we all know. We're all having shit days. Am I right, people? It's a fucking Friday. Life sucks. Yeah, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, who's doing something fun, summer fun? Shout Who has out. more fun plans than what you're currently doing now? Don't say that. That's not what we uh, want to okay. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> who's got big summer plans? Who's doing... What, is that what we're asking? Who's yeah. doing something cool this summer? Yeah. Who's got something... Alaska. Okay, well, let's well, all let's just nail down, down what yeah. cool means yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a, like some of us have different ideas. Very cool state... <laughs> I want to uh, see where Santa lives. No, that's, that's, uh, what are you doing, if you can na- get any more specific than naming a state, what are you doing in Alaska? Water. Water. Okay. 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 We great. have it here, folks. Yeah, don't, uh, kayaking. Great. Kayaking. Great. Alas kayaking. What's that? What was that? Phallus? Atlantic Phallus Museum? Phallus, like, penis thing? That's what trips you up, not the fact that the Icelandic Museum is in Alaska? Yeah. That's a mislead. You got to check out the American Museum of Rock and Roll. It's in Reykjavik. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I know about Iceland. Great. <laughs> and I threw uh, it out the name there. of one place. Yep, the fact that you all... called it Iceland is one clue. It's Iceland, where the ice giants live <laughs> yep. and the snow gnomes would burrow. How is your fantasy novel coming? <laughs> it's coming along. I'm on book 71. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much an allegory for race and religion in modern America. Oh. <laughs> it's about 15,000 people. It's constantly really? changing. That's a lot of rewrites. <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, every time I think I've got it nailed down, I'm like, well, we're not. 
as far yeah. along as I thought. All right. Uh, you guys came here for the commentary of two mid-30s white guys, right? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Super late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, dude. Gnarly. <laughs> We're MTV's We're cast in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yo, MTV, we can play 29. None of my organs are hardened. <laughs> and he means that uh, across the board at any time of the I day. Ha- I do not have any crystallized uric acid in my feet that caused me to limp. That's the gout, kids. One guy in the front just finished a barrel of goat cheese and went, eh, the gout. Yeah, that's the gout. It's coming for all of us. Yeah, if you, you guys don't get our it. other 90s, if you don't know who corn is, you definitely don't know what the it's gout weird. is. You flipped the script. Uh, you didn't get corn, but you got gout. Uh, <laughs> you're into the AARP style. <laughs> Save your retirement material. <laughs> this guy guys, does 20 minutes on the gout. Guys, here's the thing about having a gout, right? You limp, but you got to love oysters. You know, shellfish are strong. They're powerful. You get your selenium and your zinc. <laughs> it's all true, by the way. I don't have a doctor, no but one, that's what he would say. No one doubts anything that you're saying. <laughs> I am a believable source of material. I'm a grown man with a backwards hat yeah, on. Yeah. You've shouted so many nouns. <laughs> I am either a date rapist or like, the coolest guy in your class. If you're a date rapist, you need a better disguise. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to sneak up on too many people. <laughs> I feel like that Steve Buscemi meme, like, hello, my fellow children. <laughs> Who likes rock music? Uh, I'm, I'm not an undercover cop, but if anyone's, got, if anyone's holding, come up yeah. to me after and speak directly into my lapel about what you're carrying. Yeah, exactly. You took every costume from the police department and put it on. I was like, I want to look young. They're like, sir, you are 35 and 100 pounds overweight. (laughs) And I was like, 95, asshole. They switched the BMI index. Well, the BM index. The bowel Bowel movement movement index. (laughs) That's the only index I'm charting on these days. Hey, you're, uh, you appear too often on that. Index. I'm, uh, I'm Rotten Rolling Stone's top 100 BMs. BMs. Per- in perpet- I'm 71 like, through 90. Top 50 comedians BMs. You're, top, yeah. Uh, I'm not on any list other, other than BMs over 30, <laughs> which is a very specific variety list. Well, we've on. hit all the uh, warm-up parts of an audience uh, session here. And you said you want me to stay up here throughout the entire no, show no, I don't during know other people's acts and stuff and kind of just you. riff with them? No, that's I don't what think they that's all requested. A lot of people right there acts down so they oh okay (laughs) excuse me i didn't know we were at college (laughs) uh guys we have a great show for you tonight uh please applaud as we say these people's names are doing the show uh something you should have told me right before we started don't know anyone's names that's right i'm very excited though (laughs) Uh, i'll I'll lead the applause oh great you can shout a fact about the person yeah i'll shout the one thing i may have overheard in the green room about each person uh we have uh, Noah Garden Schwartz here. Uh, Noah man. G Comedy. Noah G Comedy. You've seen him. Uh, he has a half hour special coming from Comedy Central soon. Works on Comedy Knockout. Comedy Knockout. According to Instagram. <laughs> great, uh, great. I'm really stuff. riffing facts I know about everyone. Yeah, there. just shouting <laughs> Instagram <laughs> pictures you've seen. I've seen the guy uh, tagged in an IG pic, dude, so that counts as something it. I know. Uh, you, he's uh, competing in the Moth Grand Slam. Mr. Pete LePage is here yeah. tonight. Yeah. Very excited to have him. 
Just turned out he wasn't the Hillside Strangler, which is good yeah, news for Pete LePage. great credit for him. Just overheard him saying that back in the green room. He won't be going. He, he's not going away jail. for life. They, the DNA has exonerated him. Uh, we have a character from Mr. Mark Vigent here tonight. Yeah! And let's welcome out our first guest. Uh, you, you'll see him in the reboot of Little House on the Prairie. Please on the stage, Derek Humphrey. Oh, yeah, thanks for that corn intro. <laughs> Anybody else here over 35 and recognize that song? Yeah, a couple of you. The rest of you are millennials, I'm assuming. No? Okay, thanks for the feedback, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, you probably are millennials because you didn't talk, because you're a bunch of weaklings. Um, now, for real, like, I hate you. Like, uh... Millennials have like all this uh, fake crap about them. Like, like the one thing that really bothers me is that like you have all these fancy words for things like seasonal affective disorder. Like the weather makes me sad. Like, growing up, like we didn't have fancy names for our depression. We just called it Ohio. Like. <laughs> You guys are great already. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm from the Midwest, not from New York. I was born in Detroit. If you're not familiar with Detroit, Detroit looks like what happens when you lose at Sim City. <laughs> you just get up and walk away from the computer for like a month. All the Sims develop an addiction to heroin. And they steal the copper piping from your single wide trailer. Real problem with drugs there. It was so bad. It affected my family. My dad had a real bad drug addiction. It got so bad, he stole the diving board from my grandma's pool to pawn it for drugs. I don't even have a joke for that. Where do you pawn a diving board? You see him standing outside a YMCA like, mm-hmm. Who wants to go to the Olympics? Anybody? They remade RoboCop, which takes place in Detroit, but they had to film it in Toronto because they didn't want to paint the future as too bleak. You can, no, you can laugh a little bit more at that. Come on. You guys have happy lives? Is that what's going on? A uh, well-adjusted? What was that? I didn't think so. All right. Sorry. But, I mean, people sometimes say to me, like, I wish I was as funny as you. I go, you know, I wish I wasn't neglected as a child. Like, I live in Flatbush, Brooklyn now. I'm the only person who likes me living there. Uh, most of my neighbors are Caribbean and Jamaican and whatnot, so I think that they think I'm trying to recruit them for my bobsled team. But uh, <laughs> My neighbor the other day called me the problem, and... Uh, I used to like it a lot more until this past Halloween. I went dressed up as my favorite cartoon character, The Incredible Hulk. Everybody kept calling me Shrek instead. <laughs> Everybody's like, put your shirt on, Shrek. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you got me. I got off the train the other day, and this dude looked me in the face. He goes, man, white motherfuckers are gentrifying my neighborhood. 
I said, hey, man, calm down. I'm not that kind of white. Like, I'm not here to contribute, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to scrub the graffiti off the walls with some K-leg room at Community Garden. Like, I'm here for cheap rent and dime bags like everybody else, you know? Like a lot of successful comedians, I have a day job, and uh, <laughs> I work at a liquor store in Manhattan. It's great. We open up at 8 in the morning to a line. Um, I can't tell you which one I work at, but like, if you ever take a carriage tour in Central Park, like all those dudes are hammered. Uh, I guess you can't get a DUI on a horse. I love New York and all, uh, but New York has a real bad homeless problem, but I have a problem with the homeless and how they make me feel. Because when they ask me for money, they always do so by commenting on my weight. Like I was walking down the street, I hear, yo, big boy. Yo, big time. You got a dollar? Like, nah, I just spent my last dollar on some high fructose corn syrup. You're going to have to wait outside this Taco Bell slash pizza combo restaurant for another potential millionaire to walk out. <laughs> a lot of smart people come into my job, man. I had this one guy come in the other day. He was a little bit already kind of tipsy and whatnot. And he came in. He looked at me. He's like, yo, you got gallons of Hennessy? Like, no, I got her leaders. He's like, what's the biggest leader you have? <laughs> it's like, all right, man, it's time for you to go. And I'm like, <laughs> grab him like Uncle Phil and him out the door. And uh, he called me a fat, corny faggot. It really pissed me off because nobody's ever called me corny before. <laughs> I threw him out on the street. He got up, he got in my face, and he pushed me. Coworker got in between us, this big black dude. He pushed him and he pointed at him in the face. He goes, You're a monkey. And then he pointed at me, he goes, And you're a white monkey. Because he wanted to be racist, but at the same time, he didn't want to discriminate, you know? <laughs> Not everybody who comes in is a complete idiot, but like most of them are. But I got this one guy who comes in my store all the time, he's a really cool guy. He's an 80 year old dude. He wears a three-piece suit every day, right? Like a pocket square, a tie, a fedora with no irony whatsoever, you know? I asked him, I was like, yo, man, why do you dress so nice all the time? And he's like, New York is my oyster. I'm a reflection of society. I want to give back what I think it deserves. I'm like, man, that's really cool. And I shook his hand. He walked out. The next guy who walked in was literally wearing a garbage bag for a T-shirt. <laughs> There's this homeless guy who comes in all the time. He's like, yo, diabetes. Uh, he's like, let me get a half pint of vodka. It's like, all I got left are pints. He's like, man, are you trying to get drunk? It's like, my bad, Jack Legang. Forgot what a fucking health nut you are. Uh, so I like to give this guy, like, stuff that I don't need, you know, like shirts or shoes or fruit. And... Uh, so I gave him a pair of sunglasses. And, uh, he's like, I really need these today so bad. And I was like, why is that? He's like, I go to the park and take a number two. I don't want to look suspicious. 
Like, we'll fucking have at it, Chief. All right, you guys have been great. I'm Derek Humphrey. Thank you. Derek Humphrey, everybody. Give it up for Derek. So good. I feel his pain. If you've never been called big man by every bouncer in your entire life, (laughs) you don't know what he's dealing with, guys. Uh, Catches up with you, yeah. Catches up with you, brother. (laughs) Fuck. Hey, brother. What a nightmare. What a nightmare I am. Uh, Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, I... Did you give them... Does that... I mean... I'm assuming everyone that comes to your weekly show knows everything about me, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, you got, you're talking about me any day I'm not here. I mean, I was just about to ask the audience to applaud if they knew you, but I don't want to try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to try that. Yeah, that's either. what I'm saying. Well, no matter what amount of, of applause I hear, my <laughs> yes, feelings exactly. are brutally hurt. If it's everyone, it's like, whoa, that's weird. If it's but everyone, the, it's like, we've heard about you. You're yeah. on that Facebook group about... Date rapists, we're all on. You keep saying date rape. I, think I know, that's I know, I know. I'm sorry. When I was younger, it was just called dating. Uh, uh, great. Here, <laughs> let's let, quick topic change. Uh, you want to change topics? Do, does everyone here know who I am, though? That I'm you. <laughs> that you're, just I'm saying, who you turn into when you have too much gamma radiation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when I get too uh, drab. <laughs> yeah. When, ju- when Justin comes across as boring, he accidentally sips gamma radiation yeah. and turns into a guy who has 12 patterns, is yeah. 100 pounds overweight for his age. Actually, 100 pounds overweight for someone 10 years younger than him, too. Uh, every, <laughs> see, everyone's worried about you now. Uh, let, me, uh, let me read this text that my mom sent to me today. Oh, okay, sorry. I saw you looking at your phone and thought I had to cover for you. No, no. Because I'm friends with you, so yeah. I just assumed you were doing no. phone like, stuff. Like, oh, shit, I got to... <laughs> Fuck, uh, there's a Pokemon on your head, so I gotta <laughs> fucking catch it. Is it a Mewtwo, baby? Yeah. Uh, so my mom sent me this text today. Send me a picture from the show. We are just staying in tonight. Beautiful day on the dick today. <laughs> and then the next text is Doc. Jeez. <laughs> that is 100% the, true. The third text says, I'm sorry, <laughs> cock. <laughs> 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 The third text was like, sorry, bad day of (laughs) dick. Bad day on the dick. (laughs) Bad day on the dick today. You're like, mom, you're only supposed to text me when your day of dick is terrible. Is it Friday already? (laughs) (laughs) Another long day of dick. Every happy hour, our moms all trot out and go, well, looks like another day of dick for everyone. Or is it day on a dick? A day yeah. on a dick. Day on a dick beautiful is even more specific. Day. Yeah. Beautiful day Gorgeous on the dick. Gorgeous day to sit on a peen. Also, the dick was so very Because we all know specific. what your mom's referring to. Yeah. You have that huge concrete penis outside of your house, <laughs> yeah. your childhood home, right? Yeah, and she <laughs> another, mounts it. Another beautiful day of slowly sliding down the flip. All pole. right. Uh... Hey, I'm everybody's best friend, <laughs> yeah. right? No, just everybody's yours. Yeah. You don't even cop to me being your best friend. <laughs> no, I, up did. Here. I did cop to you being. I have friends, and yeah. you're one of them. Uh, uh, great. Uh, you a- you asked the fucking jaguar to come do your the drunken jaguar to come do your comedy show. You I didn't, didn't know ask that for you to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I wasn't like, hey man, drink as much as you can and come host this show with me. <laughs> you knew today was my day of the dick. Yeah, though. it's true. <laughs> I forgot what day of the week. Dia it was. de chinga. To be amigo. fair, it's every day that ends in Y. Every you. day that ends in Y is a day of dick for Uncle Gabris. Uh, let's welcome out our next guest. Uh, it's great. I mean, we've been talking about some pretty aggressive things. This guy's a dad from Connecticut. Uh, so we're going to... He's uh, maybe your father in the front row. Uh, and he's pissed you're not at crew practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
he, uh, we're very excited to have him. He's going to recite some poetry for you. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Ralph Dobis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Uh, how's it going tonight? <laughs> My name's Ralph Dobis. Thank you. I'm from Stratford, Connecticut. Took the Amtrak here. Humble brag, I guess. <laughs> How many of you got a quiet car today? Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's been a really great year for a few of the guys and I over on Cut Spring Road. We've been writing some poems. <laughs> so I figured I'd uh, write some. <laughs> and by write some, I mean read some. Thank you so much for your support and your love. Okay, who wants to hear some poetry at this comedy show? <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you, Mr. Lighting Man, for isolating me on stage. Green grass on the feet, hands full of barbecue meat. Shorts on, head clear, looking my woman in the rear. John says, hey, can you pass the mustard? It's been years since I have lusted. <laughs> Gonna make love to Karen in the bed I paid for from my job. That one's called love. <laughs> so, thank you for your uh, tepid reaction. I'm excited to read my next poem. Hey. <laughs> I don't get on stage and, and do my art off, and I feel like the Eagles. <laughs> my favorite band, and ironically, also my favorite animal, so. <laughs> Anywho. Hardwood floors, trays of meat, great glass window, a love seat, my Bowflex, Karen's loom, welcome to my living room. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, it's not hard to make great art. <laughs> okay. I love Jesus. I love praying. I love confession. And I love staying right here at church. <laughs> that one's called A Note to Father Don. You know what? I wrote that one for him on Thanksgiving. Here's a confession for you. He loved it. <laughs> I'm a suburban white man from Connecticut, and these are my values. <laughs> okay. Where am I? Uh, okay. <laughs> Nothing smells better than grass. That one's called the goddamn truth. <laughs> Thank you for your applause and your incredible reactions, and I have to say, uh, <laughs> sorry for using the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, I did see Father Don today at the green. His knee's doing just fine. <laughs> These two gentlemen in the front do look like they're from Connecticut. <laughs> they're tall, white, and wearing white shirts. <laughs> we all wear white shirts from time to time. That's unique to our race. Okay. I don't see many people who aren't white. Okay. He works in the city. He stays out late. He has a short but confident gait. 
He has three cars and a big garage. His wife is pretty as a mirage. He's got a tiny dick. I hate his guts. It felt so good to punch his fat, dumb head when he yelled at my son Brian for stepping on his side of the mulch. I'd do it again. (laughs) That one is called, I am a better man than Ken, my neighbor. And I'll tell you what. Ken, he mows his lawn with his shirt off. And, okay, we frankly don't need to see that, okay? <laughs> but fuck Ken, thank you so much. I'm sorry for using the French word in vain. <laughs> the French F word. Okay. I want to again thank you for yelling out. I love that you're doing it in moderation. <laughs> I don't perform often. <laughs> Okay, I got two more for you. Okay. My daughter, Sam, short for Samantha, thank you, (laughs) made the basketball team. Made me smile from seam to seam. She's my angel, my little star. I just wish she was a boy. (laughs) You know, and that's the truth. That one's called Fathers Have No Choice. And you know what? They said if you prayed hard enough, you'd get what you want. It's not true. Okay, I got one more poem for you. You guys have really loved my work, and I appreciate that. Okay. Where's the guy who yells things? Say something apropos. Uh, women. women. Great, thanks. Like them. Okay. <laughs> I'm a white man from the suburbs. Let me remind you, these are my values. I care about the ones immediately surrounding me and no one else. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> one more poem. <laughs> Shiny metal, smooth as silk. Glowing apple, white as milk. My new laptop is pretty as can be. All I wish is that I knew how to turn it on, use it, connect to the web, run Microsoft Excel, scan pictures, print brochures, play hearts, do math, play CDs, upgrade it, clean it, protect my data, tweak my hardware, read blogs, create a personal web page, clear out old emails, change my password, browse YouTube, send a thank you, get my finance in order, scan Wikipedia, defrag, log in, unplug, download, upload, create a checklist, learn keyboard shortcuts, get classic movies for free, stream, unblock foreign TV sites, edit videos, value my neighbor Ken's house, get local statistics, check out a company's history, emulate code, visit yesterday's web, install my favorite apps in one go, change the world, lend a hand, rearrange my living space, become an online celeb, find my celebrity double, create a wireless hotspot, run Norton antivirus, burn CDRs, right-click, alt-control, and delete, hit space, escape, return, inspect element, make pivot tables, run algorithms, make copies, compare plane ticket prices, open emails, USB, brighten the screen, make a slideshow using iPhoto, find my favorite music, run Photoshop, tweet, tumble, and open photo booth, write macros, skip, replace the motherboard, clean using compressed air, plug in an external hard drive, that sort of thing. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, My name's Ralph Dobis. Uh, If you like what you heard, I, uh, honest to goodness, uh, published a book of these. (laughs) It's true, people paid money (laughs) for these things that I wrote. Uh, If you want one, which I'm sure every single one of you does, including the woman who shouted women, uh... (laughs) I bet you really loved what I had to say. Uh, It's dadpoems.com. Visit it. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Have a good day. Mark Vigent, everybody. 
Give it up for dadpoems.com. Uh, my favorite one in the list of computer things was print brochures. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most dad goal that, is that on, you could ever yeah. think of. I think it's up there with printing maps. Yeah. Yeah. MapQuest. MapQuest Map Quest is exclusively. I remember driving to Florida with my dad having like 11 pages of MapQuest, like yeah. in front of the windshield going, shut the fuck up back there. <laughs> yeah. All this dad talk makes me think, oh, Justin. <laughs> well, you should say, uh, uh, Gabrus has a podcast. Uh, yeah, oh, let's plug my podcast. Called High and Mighty, called and High. I was a guest on it. And, and our <laughs> episode was fucking hysterical. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell them what the topic of our podcast episode was? Uh, dead dad. <laughs> yeah. How come no one else is laughing? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they their fathers are still alive. All right. And they don't realize the humor in your father dying before you're old enough to deal with it. Uh, Before you're old enough to deal with it. And my dad died when I was 31. (laughs) (laughs) What age can you deal with that, do you think? I'm not positive. I think you need to have a kid already. I think that helps you deal with that. It that got weird. real for me. I'm yeah. sorry. That's something I was talking about with my therapist. Yeah, that's if only I could have a kid, true. but I'm sterile. Who would have thought all those hot tub <laughs> speedo <laughs> nights? No, I'm just kidding. Those are boiled. You boiled them. You don't think I'll get sadder? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I forgot we have other people who want to do comedy after Yeah, right. This. Yeah, so <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Yep. But Justin I'm and I's fathers have both passed away. Yeah. Uh, which is just something fun we uh, have. On the same day, they both killed themselves. <laughs> yeah. Based on like, your group. son does improv, too? Yeah. <laughs> just fucking put a gun in their heads? It's like, you pull yeah. the trigger, it's like, yeah. I, <laughs> they say they're straight. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and just off each other right there. Yeah, it um, was great. It was but we news. have that forever, so we can make sketches about it. Yeah, <laughs> right long. Paint. You should we check out paint. our CISO series about deceased fathers. Uh, let's welcome our next guest. Uh, this enough gen- about us. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about other people. Uh, enough about shared tragedies. Enough about me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this gentleman, uh, he is uh, competing in the Moth Grand Slam actually on Monday, so if you're a fan of that, You please. might know what the Moth is from girls. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. We all learned what the moth oh, is yeah. in this season of Girls. Oh, way to close that Venn diagram for everybody in the crowd. Uh, so he's, uh, he's, he's performing on Monday. If you come and support him, you can make him win, which is great. Please welcome to the stage. This story is absolutely true. Uh, it's one he, I believe he did it to get to the Grand Slam. If I, he, yes, he's shaking his head. Yes. Uh, please welcome to the stage. Pete LePay. Pete LePay. Hey, guys, uh, first I'd just like to say that I know John Gabris, and he's usually not this much of an asshole. So uh, he's visiting the East Coast, so he's fired up. Um, Hey, all right, so uh, I was uh, eight years old, and my mom comes up to me and says, son, we need to talk. And I was like, mom, I am right in the middle. Mother, I would appreciate if I could finish watching my G.I. Joe program. I do, uh, am allotted 30 minutes of television time. Uh, She shut off the TV and said that she had just got off the phone with our cousins in Iowa, and they were really excited for me to go visit them. And I'm thinking to myself, just me? Uh, My mom was lying to me, and the reason was is that my dad, through his work, had just won three tickets to the Greenbrier. Uh, The problem is there's four people in our family, my mom, me, uh, my younger brother, and my dad. Now, they, my parents didn't want to put my six-year-old brother on a plane, but old Petey here, who's eight, you're no problem. Uh, 
So a um, couple things to kind of clear up real quick. In case you don't know what the uh, Greenbrier is, don't ask me. I've never fucking been there. <laughs> All right? Um, but from what my brother says, it is fancy, okay? Uh, you know, waiters in the white gloves. They bring you food no matter where you are on the premises. My brother took tennis lessons. He learned to ride a pony. It was fucking magical. I went to Iowa. So my mom's pitching me on this idea about how I'm such a big boy being eight and all, and I can fly on my own. Um, now, the reason I say yes is twofold. One, uh, my uh, cousins are rich, and there's no rules at their house like there are at mine. So I could watch G.I. Joe all I fucking want. Uh, the second thing is, the last time I talked to them, they were telling me about how they were riding the, their go-kart around the neighborhood, and that blew my young mind. A fucking go-kart? Because I've been on go-karts before, but it's on a track, supervision, tight security. But they could just ride it wherever they wanted? My young mind was like, ah, oh, yes. I could just roll to 7-Eleven, get a Slurpee, donuts in the parking lot. Oh, the world is my oyster. So, Mom, I am in. She was excited, made the arrangements. I showed up, and good news, bad news, uh... These spoiled brats broke the go-kart and never bothered to fix it. Uh, the good news is they had full-size arcade games in their house. No quarters, just hit the start button. So I went to their fridge, got a giant two-liter thing of Mountain Dew, because I wasn't allowed to have soda. Giant bag of Twizzlers, and I was up till 11.30 at night playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I passed out around 11.30 from exhaustion. Woke up the next day, next day a little cracked out from the candy and soda. Like, what's next? Let's party! So we went and played soccer behind the house. Uh, we got a little excited. Kicked the uh, soccer ball over the, over the fence. Nobody was going to get it. Like, my cousins were walking in the house like the game was over. I was like, guys, I'll go get it. I'm new guy. I can do that. They didn't care. They didn't seem to mind at all. So I jumped over the fence, and there was like eight soccer balls down there. So I got as many as I could, came up the other side of the house, and I was like, look what I got. They were on to doing something else. They were like, oh, whatever, thanks, I guess. Um, turns out the reason that they don't go over the fence to get the soccer balls is all that area is poison ivy. And uh, turns out I'm highly allergic to poison ivy. Fun fact, I woke up the next day covered head to toe in poison ivy because I wasn't showering because there's no rules out there. Um, so, also, uh, I had poison ivy so bad, my eyes swelled shut, and I couldn't see. So, first thing in the morning, I screamed for my mom, then realized, nope, nope, that's not going to help. Uh, so I started screaming, my eyes don't work. And, uh, they have a big house, and I feel like rich people spread themselves out so they don't have to deal with each other's shit. So I had to scream for a while before I could get anybody's attention. Uh, they took me to a hospital. I don't know. They could have just drove me around in a circle. Um, and some guy with a soothing voice gave me a bunch of Banadryl and Kelamine lotion and said, once the swelling go goes down, hopefully I'll be able to see again. Um, and so I was laying there in somebody's room just hoping for the medicine to work, thinking about the, my life choices that got me into this predicament. And I was really, like, thinking about my family and their family and the differences. And then it hit me like a giant beanbag chair in the face. 
It literally happened because my cousins wanted to see if I was faking and if I could really see or not, so they threw a giant beanbag chair in my face, uh, which was awesome because my face was already swollen, and that made the itching. uh, I wanted to kill those fucking assholes. But uh, eventually the swelling did go down, and I could see. Big cliffhanger, right? Um, So, uh, and I, I got back on the plane to go home, and I started to... Get excited to see my family again, you know. Um, Sure, they were very strict, but I was kind of having a realization. And I was in my sky chair flying back to New York. And uh, and I was like, you know, maybe these rules are good. You know, showering is probably a good idea. Um, And I was very excited to see my family. All of them showed up at the airport to greet me which I was uh, super excited about. I was like, yeah, family. And I'm like, why is my brother wearing an ascot? My mom was like, well, because you were on vacation, we went on a little vacation. A little vacation? That's a fucking ascot. Um, so I'm starting to put things together that my parents are just, you know, lying assholes. But um, what was cool was a month later, my dad, well, cool for me, not good for my parents. My dad got a giant bill from the Greenbrier. Uh, you see, my brother, when he was playing tennis or whatever, waiters would come up to him and ask him if he wanted anything, and he just gave him the room number and everything seemed free. He would order and yawns, sundaes, chocolates. He went to town. My dad got a giant bill. Turns out the ascot wasn't free either. <laughs> but I would like to say one thing. You bet your ass, for my birthday party that year, I went to the go-kart track. Thanks, guys. Peter Page. Wow, great, uh, great, nice. Uh, you can check out uh, the Moth Grand Slam at the Music Hall of Williamsburg on Monday. Is there any podcast that Peter on that you might want to download if you want to get into nah, podcasts? Pod- we've already t- covered podcasts. Okay, you guys cool. want to hear a bunch of podcast <laughs> recommendations? You guys are here in person at a comedy show. Wouldn't you rather be home doing nothing? Yeah. I'm saying that's what podcasts feel like. You know, like no. a comedy show without sitting next to it's anyone. It's like going to the gym, listening to podcasts. Yeah, that's why I'm in such great shape. I'm halfway through a reply all. <laughs> cool. You guys get it. Reply all. It's a hot podcast. Are, am I? Is podcast like an old guy thing now? Are pot? Am I that? You guys listen to podcasts? No, no, it's very fresh. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, shout around the count of three. Shout out your favorite podcast. Ready? One, two, three. Well, that was very hard to hear. <laughs> I got a few recos, and I'm excited to check them out. <laughs> cool. Uh, was someone say "Call Your Girlfriend"? That's actually the only one I heard. It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast. <laughs> Are she you the girlfriend giving, in question? She's just giving people advice. Yeah. Hey, call, call your, your fucking girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> Fuck. Quit this she's comedy right. shit. She's call right. your girlfriend. Uh, let's welcome our next guest. Uh, very excited to have him here. He just taped his half hour for Comedy Central. Uh, he's a great dude. He's tall as you want him to be. Please welcome to the stage, Noah Garden Swartz. What's up, everybody? Okay. Hey, uh, I got a new beard trimmer. So now my old beard trimmer is my new ball hair trimmer. And my old ball hair trimmer is my friend Kyle's new beard trimmer. Just don't tell Kyle. Other big news, my girlfriend and I recently moved in together. 
And so in doing so, we had to take the prerequisite couple shopping trip to Ikea, get all the stuff for our place, brought it back, putting it together, parts all over our floor. My friend came over, asked us what we were building. My girlfriend said, our lives together. <laughs> At literally the exact same time as I said, shelves. <laughs> so then I started building the couch I've been sleeping on. Been trying to keep the romance alive though, so we had date night last week. Ended up going to one of those paint and wine places where you can bring your own bottle of wine, sip it while an instructor teaches you how to paint. The entire group was full of couples where the women were very excited to be there and the men were very clearly dragged there. But after about an hour of drinking wine, the women completely stopped caring about the painting and the men got super serious about the painting. <laughs> Like, all the women were just going behind their boyfriends like, woo! We're like, bitch, I'm trying to contour! <laughs> you think impressionism just happens? <laughs> so I've been learning all kinds of new stuff this year. 2016 has been a year of growth and development for me in general. This year was the year I decided to stop wearing two fake cubic zirconia earrings. <laughs> yeah, only took 15 years to realize that wasn't a good look. It all changed when one day I walked past another tall white guy who had a shadow fade, lined up beard, two big fake diamonds in his ears, and I was like, oh dear God. <laughs> Has that been me this entire time? It was one of those moments of rare self-awareness that you can only achieve by seeing yourself on someone else. Like, have you ever been in the bar, seen a guy come in wearing a fedora? And then 20 minutes later, another guy comes in wearing a fedora. And you just watch both of their eyes as they see each other. <laughs> and have to figure out which one of the two is the alpha-dora. <laughs> now, truth be told, if I'm being 100% honest, I stopped wearing the two fake diamond earrings because I got sick of being called a wigger. And if you don't know, a wigger is what you call a dope-ass white dude when you want to really hurt his feelings. Because nobody likes us. Nobody likes wiggers, because it's not fair for one person to have that much access to so many different walks of life. Like, you shouldn't be able to benefit from institutionalized racism and have swag. <laughs> you know, like, it's not fair to be able to walk into a bank and very easily get a small business loan and then know how to take that small business loan and use it to flip bricks. and then get caught flipping said bricks and get in no legal trouble because you're white, but still know how to take the drug-related arrest and use that street cred to sell mixtapes out the trunk. <laughs> A trunk that, by the way, is on the BMW your parents bought for you, that for some reason you still put rims and a Puerto Rican flag on. <laughs> Took a while to get there, but you guys... You guys got it. I, uh, I do love living in New York, because you never know what you're going to see, who you're going to see. I've been here three years, and a few months ago, I had my best celebrity sighting to date. I was walking the streets of Manhattan, and I ran into Mr. Feeney, the principal from Boy Meets World. And they warn you not to meet your heroes in case they're not who you expect them to be. Feeney did not disappoint. <laughs> I went up to him, and I was like, sir, I never do this but I just had to tell you, your work. 
is the reason I was moderately well-behaved in elementary school. <laughs> and he just stared at me, said nothing. And I was like, classic Feeney. <laughs> Still stoic as ever. <laughs> I love weird encounters in New York. Another great one, last year, uh, I decided to try acid for the first time. And I'd always heard that acid is a good drug to do outdoors in nature. In New York City, not a lot of places we can go. So I ate the acid and I went to Central Park. And I found the big lake in the middle of Central Park. And I found a nice little rock by the side of the lake. And I was just sitting there, minding my business, watching the ducks float on the water. About 10 minutes go by, I look to my right. There's a young little girl sitting next to me on the rock. And she looks up at me and she goes, hey, mister, you want to hear a riddle? And I was like, absolutely. I've never wanted to hear a riddle so badly before in my life. What you got, kid? She goes, what's the beginning and end, the end of time, and the beginning and end of everywhere? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, does she know I'm on acid right now? I'm expecting how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. She's coming at me about space and time. I wasn't ready for it, so I asked her to repeat it. She said, what's the beginning and the end of time, beginning and end of everywhere? You guys know the answer? The letter E. Something she read on the back of a Laffy Taffy wrapper almost altered my existence. <laughs> the point is, though, if you're ever in the park and you see a grown man intensely talking to a young girl, don't assume the worst, okay? <laughs> he could just be on acid. I ate the acid as an artist, hoping for some kind of creative epiphany. The next day, I checked the notepad that I brought with me to the park. The only thing I had written down was, can ducks ever truly enjoy a Saturday, or are they always just trying to survive? <laughs> so, guess it was pretty good acid. <laughs> Love strange animal encounters. Like, I, I live in Brooklyn, uh, and a few days ago, I was walking through my neighborhood, and I saw a man walking his dog off the leash. It was a pit bull, uh, and he was yelling for his dog to come back, and the pit bull wasn't listening, so he got frustrated, and finally he yelled out, get your ass back here before I turn you into a mink coat. And I was like, I don't think this guy knows what mink coats are made out of. <laughs> and he just walk around Bushwick looking at all the stray cats, like, ooh, that's going to be a nice motherfucking chinchilla. I'm going to catch a subway rat make a snakeskin belt. I like that. <laughs> uh, I am a Jewish man, which you probably couldn't tell from my height, maybe from my name, but I am a Jewish man. One thing that makes me different than most Jews is I have tattoos, because Judaism strictly forbids tattoos. And they try to scare Jews out of getting tattoos by telling you that you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have tattoos. Uh, but I did some research, and it turns out you can get buried in a Jewish cemetery you just have to get buried in a special part of the cemetery with, like, the other tattoos and suicides. So not only can you get buried in a Jewish cemetery, you get buried in the cool kids section. <laughs> Thought you couldn't get in the club. Turns out you're VIP. <laughs> Speaking of belief systems, I think that, I think that white women blame other planets for entirely too much that goes wrong in their lives. <laughs> the other day I was on the subway and I heard a white girl telling one of her friends she thinks she lost her purse because her Mercury's in retrograde. 
It's like, no, bitch, irresponsible. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. You guys have been great. Thank you. Have a good night. Garden Swartz, everybody. So good. Yeah. Noah G Comedy. Noah G. Shouting out those Twitter handles. <laughs> I got to do something to help you out with good. this. <laughs> cool, dude. Not Thanks. doing much else in the positive category uh, whatsoever. No, that's all right. Everyone's having a great time. Yeah. Make some fucking noise if you're having fun on this Friday night. It's huh? Friday night. It's moderately air conditioned in here. Uh, that's pretty good. It's not much better on the streets. I'll throw it out there. Okay, that's yeah. unhelpful right now. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to close out the show with... Uh, <laughs> what you've all been waiting uh, for. We're going to close out the show with uh, an improv uh, set. Yeah, but I don't think we should just do yeah. improv. Here's okay. the, I'll pitch this. Great. See if you guys are cool with this. So Justin and I, we are best friends now. We are groomsmen at each other's weddings. We each gave speeches at each other's uh, during the ceremony. That's how you know it's a fucking that's real legit. friend. Yeah. Not some bullshit receptionist shit. In the church or barnyard that we were both married in. Yeah. Us separate heathen, barnyards. Separate barnyards, okay? <laughs> Our dads wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Even from beyond the grave. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we met in level two or level three improv, Michael True. Delaney class, 2003. And so we Very wanted old. to do improv together, but also we hang out too much, so it's annoying to do improv. Right. <laughs> or it's annoying for Justin to interact with me, period. <laughs> At this point in my life, I and I get that. So we thought we would do something where we have to be ourselves and we have to answer truthfully with our own opinions and our own right. history. So it's a game, it's a improv game, an improv set, but we're also only playing truth. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, I felt like I just wrote myself into a corner. Yeah, you're trapped, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so we should take a... Uh, yeah, we a, should take a suggestion. Give a suggestion of something you want to see two people who cannot lie to each other. Normal <laughs> improv. That's like, wow. we just entered the ninth level of meta at this yeah. point. Uh, I just ordered another platter of normal improv so you and I could just have a grown-up conversation. Uh, great. Uh, great. <sighs> hot one. It's very hot out, and I don't do well in the heat. Really? Yeah. I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that. I prefer the cold. What do you do? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, it has to do with my frame, but I've always been that way. Yeah. But as I got fatter, the heat just meant more and did more. You say, as I got fatter, like, you knew every pound. <laughs> like, it's like, oh no, there's another one! There's another one on me! I'm a very specific type of fat person. I was a fat child. And then was a skinny, arguably ripped. You were legit jacked. You I was like legit a, jacked. You were Thank a, you for using the adjectives I prefer. You're being shy about. It. You're like I was a four pack holder. Yeah, I, I, I was legit jacked for a handful of years while I was playing sports. Day, let's say days. <laughs> it was around the college age, and then after I graduated college. Actually, maybe sophomore year of college, I started putting on 10 pounds a year <laughs> until question mark. Yeah, that is, and I'm that's, a problem. that's like a Roth IRA of weight. Yeah. <laughs> you are fucked. You're fucked. Everyone says compound interest is the yes. best thing in the world. It's but it's not if it's your BMI we're referring to. I was 220 pounds senior year of high school. I wrestled at 142 in seventh grade. 
The only oh, people that weighed 140 pounds in seventh grade were the early developers. <laughs> so every meet yeah. I went on was like the one kid who was actually in 10th grade, but had read at a 7th grade level, and he had like stubble and was in there, and I'm like this 7th grade with like fucking bitch tits and like <laughs> this singlet that they had to get from the high school so it could fit over your fucking your, dumpy your ass. Your queen entrance music. I'll <laughs> be like, having a good time. <laughs> and I was, yeah, someone in, on Facebook tagged a bunch of the junior high wrestlers, and I'm the, everyone has a wrestler. I went to Grand Avenue Junior High. Everyone had a single that said Grand. And I had one that was huge and cotton and had a G on it. Because it was like from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, imagine where they found that cotton singlet. That's like... <laughs> I had to get a special helmet in high school football. They had to like go to the other school and be like, we don't have an eight inches. Or, like I had to get like a special helmet for my big head. And I was in high school. So I'm not, I don't have issues with my size or anything. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> now, how did they... You don't do well in the heat either. I don't, hey, Justin, introduce you to Under the Bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be my friend underneath the bus here. Justin, not a heat guy either. I don't love the heat. No, neither does people who are close to you during said heat. Uh, what are you What are you referring to? I'm referring to you. You you dabble in the body odor arts. You Bring out the guy who said wigger, please. <laughs> I was more comfortable with that word. <laughs> I, I I burn hot. I'm just always I have thick. Pubic hair? <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> now why am I piling on? Yeah. But my man has, where he has hair, it's oh. mega thick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so the dude that said gout is a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course the Asian dude doesn't want to hear about body hair. Ow. He had one in seventh grade and he had to quit the cello to get rid of it. <laughs> Are you wondering if I'm racist against everyone? No. Yes. <laughs> Justin has very focused pockets of body hair. You look like that little magnet face cartoon that you used to play with your kids when you move the iron filings around. So you're like, As I'm saying, it's like iron filing yeah. cubic hair. It is hard AF, if you will. But we used to call Justin, when I first met you, we used to call you Rail Pass. Yeah. Even though we lived in the city, because you always looked like you were in between hostels in Europe. Yeah, he had like yeah. a ripped, the first time I met him, he had like a ripped t-shirt on, a ripped backpack with like comic books spilling out, and he's like, I gotta run! And he like scurried away after Paul Shears level two that's in Brooklyn. Uh, that's what I thought New York was. <laughs> you are like a, you are a country boy. Coming yeah, to New York a country City. boy. I grew up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was yeah. I, I thought New That's York why you had the Casey Jones mask? Yeah. Yeah, it makes more sense. That's what my bag was filled with. What I thought sports were. Sports to you were the fucking Infinity Gauntlet crisis. Yeah, great. The reference is wrong. We'll talk about that. Uh, well, well, of course, we'll do a footnotes where we discuss everything we said that was incorrect yeah. throughout the whole show. And other comics. We'll just yeah. get into how what we thought was wrong with their acts. Lexicon. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Give us another... Give us another word besides good improv or whatever the fuck you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Something you want to hear two people really go to text. Yes, we'll <laughs> tell you the truth. Oh, people just don't want to see anything at all. <laughs> Hit it. Porn. Porn? Porn. 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 You said corn or porn because porn. you said it in an embarrassed way. Both are understandably embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> porn. 
Corn with a C. So not even corn with a K. Not even a callback to something that was mentioned earlier. A whole new topic, corn. Well, that reminds me of one of my favorite websites, Cornhub. <laughs> Thank you guys, this has been Gentrify. Round of applause for all of our guests. Give it up for the fucking comics, people, and the dads uh, from Connecticut. The dads from Connecticut, the dad and the sons from Connecticut. Uh, guys, we do this show every Friday night. And don't worry, I'm only here this one time. Uh, yes, you can catch Gabriel <laughs> at Venice Beach. In yeah, London. you can see me at Venice Beach uh, right, off, right outside of the gym called Muscle Beach. I'm the one screaming, lightweight pussy, not yeah. doing anything myself. Uh, Thank you guys so much. We'll be in the bar. Good night. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 